The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Good day. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week to the Pet Buzz from around the world. Dr. Fleck, I got a big question for you. What is this mysterious canine illness that has been found in many of the states in this country? Well, veterinarians describe the illness as a respiratory disease that can cause coughing, sneezing, and lethargy. They say it can sometimes lead to pneumonia and does not respond to antibiotics as well as other upper respiratory problems. Experts are yet to fully understand the disease and the cause behind it. Wow. So what states have uh, cases of this doggy illness? Well, cases of the disease have been reported in several states, including New Hampshire, Colorado, Oregon, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Illinois. So how does this respiratory illness spread? Well, they really don't know, but given the respiratory nature of the disease, it most likely is spread through close contact and breathing in the same air of an infected animal, similar to how COVID-19 spread. So is the dog illness fatal? This disease is not particularly fatal, but it seems more of a chronic respiratory illness. But it is important to know that a subset of the animals can develop pneumonia, more or less like upper respiratory, bronchitis, rhinitis, and tracheitis. For example, that experience, that secondary infection, then can lead to death. Wow. So what are the symptoms of the dog illness? Common symptoms of respiratory illness in dogs are like coughing and sneezing, difficulty breathing, rapid breathing or labored breathing, wheezing with nasal whistling, dehydration, difficult exercising, fever, nasal or eye discharge, loss of appetite, uh, weight loss, and lethargy. So I guess, what should you do if you suspect your dog has been affected? Well, if you notice any of the symptoms in your dog, especially any symptoms that could be related to pneumonia, contact your vet immediately. So I guess the next question is, how can you keep your dog safe from the respiratory illness? Dog owners need to make sure that their pets' vaccines are up to date so that they do not have any underlying conditions. It is also a good idea to social distance from the dogs and animals to prevent the transfer of the pathogens. So I would think that would mean keep to yourself on a dog walk. Do not frequent the park, especially the dog park when you're hanging out with other animals. And if you run into neighbors keep your dogs at bay, as well as those folks who let their dogs off on the leash? Appropriate recommendations. So do we have to worry that this respiratory illness can transfer to humans? Actually, we don't know. But at this point in time, we're saying no. Okay. Recent research has shown that the small genome of bacteria is a host adapted which means that it's more likely to stick to the organism that it is used to, more species-specific. Mm-hmm. Additionally, there has been no reports of owners being sick 
today. Okay. So Dr. Fleck, have you had, um, have you had experience with this um, respiratory infection already? That's a difficult question to answer because I've had a number of respiratory disease patients that have come in, but I've only had one, I think that is more serious that may have been involved with this particular disease malady. And what, was it a specific breed, a toy dog, a large it was a dog? Mixed breed, mixed Did he go dog? to the dog yeah. park? Yeah. Yes, they take it for walks and go to the dog park. Okay, so it's possible it could have picked something up at the dog park. Yes. And anything else that you noticed that was unusual? About that particular patient? Yeah. Yeah, the, it was uncontrollable. The um, labored breathing and the respiratory activity, it was a difficult time for the pet. Wow. That sounds like, I mean, especially if it had labored breathing. And now just imagine that with a snub-nosed dog. It's even worse. I would think so. It would be really difficult since they have smaller airways. They're always challenged with every respiratory disease. All your small nose dogs are brachial. So that's something to think about. So if your English bulldogs get it, your French bulldogs, your Shih Tzus, even your boxers, you have to be really careful. I think, you know, we always have to talk about that because, you know, we can talk about that this disease exists, but we also have to take into consideration some of the dogs with specific physiological conditions can contribute Mm -hmm. to how they feel and the illness as it develops uh, versus other breeds who have different characteristics. Wouldn't you say, Dr. Fleck? So it's not only underlying medical conditions, but it's also anatomy of the individual that really has an effect on some of these diseases, particularly the respiratory, upper respiratory. That's why I asked MSU's Stephen Carey with his experience with animal respiratory illness to come on as an advisory board member. And one of the reasons I asked him, although he hadn't been on the show as many times as other guests, is just like I said, I anticipate more of these respiratory illnesses that will not just be zoonotic, but will be epizoonotic too, correct? Yes, yes. And it makes sense because we sleep with our dogs. We lie on the couch with our dogs. That's so appropriate to talk about it being not zoonotic, but epizoonotic for those reasons, how close we are to our pets these days. Sure. I mean, you know, you can't go into the bathroom. because <laughs> You can barely shut the door because your pet's sitting there watching you. But, you know, it's the same thing I always say. And I always encourage people to find out if they like a particular breed, because we're going to talk to Marjorie uh, Good, the winner of the National Dog Show later on in the show, to find out exactly what maladies your dog breed suffers from so you can be prepared, whether it's financially or time, to deal with it. You know they exist and you know you might have to change your lifestyle. Yeah, and let's get back to this disease just a little bit, some recommendations that are really very important. In the last few days, I've seen that the University of Florida has reported on some of the um, uh, epidemiologist people there have been reporting out on it. And they comply with, and, and consistent with some of us in practice, that we know now that the Bordetella vaccine is very important. And it's important to note that the Bordetella vaccine is sometimes called kennel cough vaccine. Mm-hmm. So some people just poo poo because they say, well, we don't take our dog to the kennels. We don't take our dog to the dog park. We don't really let them entertain other pets. But the important feature of the Bordetella vaccine is that it's really now called the canine infectious respiratory disease 
complex. And the complex is very important about this because the complex means it's just not the Bordetella bacteria that's causing it, but there's a number of viruses, including adeno and herpes viruses, as, long, as well as coronaviruses that are involved, plus mycoplasma. And we think that there might be some alterations of those mutation. So when people say they don't want to get that vaccine every year or. Well, I thought you had to really get that vaccine to get twice a year, Dr. Fleck, right? If you're boarding your dog or. It's always been recommended because of the bacteria part of the Mm -hmm. vaccine that you probably don't get a full year protection. So it's been recommended that it be given twice a year. Okay. But because of the alterations a year ago of the Bordetella vaccine, Veterinarians got more strong in saying they need the vaccine twice a year. I think because of this new disease malady, the mystery dog illness, that at least make sure that you're getting the vaccine twice a year. Even if it's not part of the the disease malady, you're already a step up on it. So please listen to your vets and make sure you get that as part of your core vaccinations on a semi-annual basis. Right, exactly. So twice a year, kennel cough vaccine. If you go to the dog park, it's a good idea to get it. If you uh, have your dog go to activities, the holiday activities are going to start soon with pets. So you want to make sure you have your vaccines for all those holiday activities. If you can recall, we had Jason Stull here from Ohio State University, and he was talking about the spread of diseases at holiday events. And that's one of the things I always think about as the months turn into seasons and the seasons turn into the years, because there are a lot of dog events that people go to. Even if it's a local little small parade, there's always a possibility that your dog could get ill. So I agree with you, Dr. Fleck, and I think that's wonderful advice to give. And thank you so much for that explanation. We're going to ask you to um, keep abreast of this of this mysterious illness so that we can keep our listeners informed. You you had gotten some information from University of Florida. I gotten some information from University of UC Davis. So maybe we'll have a guest next week who can who's actively involved in this and can tell us maybe from another state where it's happening. But we need to get on with the show. This week on the Pet Buzz, we're talking holiday pet traditions, holiday hazards with veterinarian Dr. Tina Wismer. Best place to buy pet ornaments, pet tipping at what Kylie Jenner thinks was her best hire and the winner of the National Dog Show presented by Purina. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. What if you could help turn back the clock and help your dog play like a puppy again, no matter their age? Introducing Dr. Marty Pet's Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine. Dr. Marty is now helping dog parents right at home. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Nature's Blend is designed to support your dog's healthy lifespan with turkey, beef, salmon, duck, seeds, veggies, and fruit, and with zero artificial preservatives. When given the choice between Nature's Blend and Amazon's number one bestseller in dry 
dry dog food? 29 out of 30 dogs chose Nature's Blend first. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. Study available upon request. Message and data rates may apply. You've never knowingly feed your dog sawdust, but it's one of the most common fillers found in dog food today. Even the ones labeled healthy can contain powdered cellulose, otherwise known as wood pulp. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet. That's why I developed Nature's Blend. She developed an aggressive cancer. She was put on pain meds just to help cope. She was limping through life and got very, very dopey from the pain medication. Nature's Blend is made in North America and is pantry safe. Not only did it pique her interest in wanting to eat again, but it started to give her some energy. After she eats, she gets very playful, has a lot of puppy moments, and she'll be 14 this summer. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I guarantee it with a 100% 90-day return of your purchase price. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text stop to opt out. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Flackman. Well, the National Dog Show presented by Prina is a real treat on Thanksgiving Day. About 30 million dog lovers this past holiday got to witness Marjorie Good of Good Spice Kennels, breeder, owner, handler of Sealingham Terrier Stash, win Best in Show. Congratulations, Marjorie. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much. So what was the first thing you thought of when you heard your name called as the winner of the National Dog Show presented by Perina? I was like, oh, my gosh, we did it. Stash was awesome. I just I kind of rushed up to the judge and I said, he was so awesome. He was so on fire today. He just took command of the ring. Now, didn't you just win the Terrier Group before you went into Best in Show? Yes, yes. That was a very, very nice Terrier Group. Yeah, he had to be on fire from go from one group and then right into Best in Show. So that's I always think that's an accomplishment in itself if the dog shows really well with no break. Um, tell us about Stash as well as his breed. Stash is a Celium Terrier. There's a breed standard for each breed, and he represents the breed in near perfection in every way. He, the standard talks about power and elegance with, and power without coarseness, the embodiment of power. It repeats the word power several times, and Stash just goes in the ring and shows that he has that power. He's got what and, it takes. He does. Just wonderful. But so do you. You have what it takes. I mean, this is a breed that everybody associates with you. Everybody who follows dog shows and follows dogs knows that you are the main lady for this breed. <laughs> yes, I guess I am Mrs. Goodspr- Mrs. Goodspray-Celium. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of people, I think sometimes when they see a dog show, they think, hey, maybe that's the dog for me. Now, is this breed for everyone? I don't think it's for everyone because some people don't want to do the grooming involved with presenting a Celium Terrier. 
they're they're perfectly nice to have as pets and have a pet trim, which makes them very easy to take care of. But as a show dog, they do need considerable amounts of grooming. And so that's not for everybody. Some people like smooth-haired dogs that they just have to brush and walk in the ring with. Sure. Um, I think I read recently that Humphrey Bogart and Cary Grant had the breed. Yes, they did. Ah. Yes, they did. So yes. it is definitely a dog that is owned by stars like yourself. Yes, it was quite a popular breed in the 1930s and the early 40s. Mm-hmm. They had large numbers at the dog shows. And it was very much a breed that the celebrities like to have. And it's partly because they're clowns and they're wonderful to live with. So do you think Stash knew that he won such a prestigious dog show with so many people watching? I think he did, because when there's applause, I tell him that all of the applause is for him. And he's pretty sure that I'm right. So when he walks out into the center and gets a ribbon, he thinks that's just how it should be. (laughs) Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with Breeder owner Hanley Marjorie Good, the um, about her win, her win with Stash, her dog at the National Dog Show presented by Prina. I always like to ask this question because I think it gives a sense of perspective um, of, you know, going to dog shows, spending time in the dog ring. Who do you think your biggest competition in the ring was? Was it that Dalmatian or did you think it was someone else? Actually, I thought the Shih Tzu was the biggest contender because it's number one all breed in the United States right now. And so I thought, well, they came here for a reason and I better be careful. Um, And it's a very beautiful dog, but the Dalmatian is very wonderful. And the Great Dane was a great crowd pleaser. The Ozawak was a fairly unusual breed to uh, make it to the best in show ring, but it represented its breed very well. And the Chesapeake Bay Retriever was wonderful as well. And uh, so I think that there was a very strong lineup of dogs. And the German Shepherd got huge amounts of applause. And it's a very fine example. So it was a very strong lineup. And the judge had, I'm sure, uh, quite a time making her decision. What do you say to someone who's a young person and who wants to show dogs? I think that when I first started showing dogs, I learned a huge amount about patience from that. And it has served me so well in my entire life, not just dealing with dogs, but dealing with people and dealing with life. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a tremendous amount to offer young people in learning about showing dogs and and getting involved because of patience and because of the camaraderie with wonderful people who are in this dog show fancy and the dogs that, give you tremendous companionship and you learn to work with another being and that can serve you very well for your whole life as a person 
to care about something else, to care for, to be this the servant to your partner on the other end of the leash. I am so glad you won. It's been fantastic having you here discussing your win with Stash. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in Orlando. Um, and uh, give us your uh, website for Good Spice Kennels. Well, I think it's under Marjorie Good. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not really terribly techie person. I spend more of my time trimming dogs and, and taking care of them. So I'm not on a lot of things. Ah, I looked it up. It's goodspicekennel.com. Just look up Marjorie Good, M-A-R-G-E-R-Y-G-O-O-D. And you can find her and, and check out her website and look at some of her beautiful dogs. Thank you so much for being here. I totally appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me. It's been very wonderful. Congratulations. Well, everyone, that was Marjorie Good, breeder, owner, handler of Stash, the winner of the National Dog Show presented by Prina. I can't wait to see him as well as Marjorie at the AKC National Dog Show coming up in about two or three weeks. Next up, celebrity pet news, the I like you of the week and more. Does your pet have dry, flaky and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud sponsor of the Pet Buzz. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. A Rottweiler named Whiskey with hours to live brought back to full health. A terrier named Snoopy, paralyzed in all four legs, who ran and played again within months. These dogs are known as Marty's Miracles. Dogs brought back to health by Dr. Marty Goldstein. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine, he's now created a premium dog food for you called Nature. Blend. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourished skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Let's kick off this segment with Celebrity Pet Buzz. What does a reality TV star, makeup mogul, and an Academy Award winning actress talk about for Interview Magazine? And now, the latest news about celebrities and their pets. 
In a conversation with Jennifer Lawrence for Interview Magazine, Kylie Jenner touched on a variety of subjects related to Jenner's persona and her personal life, including her life as a dog mom. Specifically, Lawrence asked the mogul, what is the best hire you ever made? Surprisingly to Lawrence, Kylie Jenner announced that it was putting a dog nanny on the payroll to help her care for her seven dogs. Now, over the years, we've talked about the Kardashians and their dogs. But Lawrence said seven dogs. Jenna responded by saying, because they kept multiplying. One of them had children and I had to keep the family together. That's what happens when you have a lot of money. In 2016, the reality stars dogs, the Italian Greyhound, that's Norman and Bambi. They're very cute. We've seen them over the years, became parents to two puppies. Lastly, Jenner has 12 pets in total, seven dogs, four chickens, and a bunny named Bruce, most likely named after her dad. Looking for beautiful pet-themed ornaments? That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. For beautiful holiday ornaments, you have to shop at Bronner's in Frankenmuth, Michigan. For animal lovers, Bronner's has a beautiful collection of animal and pet themed ornaments, as well as other ornaments that will help you decorate as well as personalize that special or beautiful Christmas tree that you have at home. Whether you hang their St. Francis of Assisi ornament with the birds and bunnies and other animals on your holiday tree, or place a Santa ornament with dogs and cats on the mantle by the family stockings, or even personalize a dog or cat ornament in memory of a pet that has crossed over to Rainbow Bridge, or even give an ornament as a gift. You will find the best holiday ornaments at Bronner's. That's B-R-O-N-N-E-R-S dot com. What are you waiting for? Start shopping now. Mail call. How do you deal with the pet tipping season? You've got mail. So, Charlotte, this question is for you. Jenny Rice from Wisconsin. Charlotte, what should I tip my pet service providers? Great question, Jenny, and one that really needs to be explored because pet people don't ever talk about tipping the pet services. Well, as the author of the Miss Fido Manners Complete Book of Dog Etiquette, this is one subject that I wrote about in my book. Gratuities can be a bone of contention among pet parents. There shouldn't be, though. We entrust others with our pets and our home. So we want to treat them right. And we want to have continuously great service from those people who perform pet services for us. You know, it's important to remember that good people are hard to find, especially, like I said, when you're entrusting them with your pets and your kids. And this is why you'll want to take care of the ones that you have come to rely on. So tip dog walkers one week salary in cash and and put the money in a holiday card, a picture frame candle and scarf set or a Starbucks gift card is a great gift from your dog for pet sitters working over the holidays who have done a phenomenal job. These days, most people have cameras so you can see if your pet sitters done a phenomenal job. 
15 to 20% is an excellent tip. Now, if you are like me and you use a pet sitter during the course of the year, it's always nice to give her an additional Christmas gift. I always say an additional $100 in cash is a good tip. The, that's for the person who always fits you in, who will always take care of your animals. For groomers, the cost of one groom is a great tip. Best in cash. People always like the cash. And if you frequent your veterinarian many times throughout the year, let's say your dog is sick with cancer or he just needs a lot of services, I suggest that you buy the veterinary staff lunch. A bucket of chicken with all the fixin' will be an enjoyable lunch for them. Maybe a holiday cake you order from a bakery, you pick up your local supermarket, a few pizza pies, and a catered lunch from the local supermarket, I think is a great gift. Jenny, I hope that helps you. Now, for all the rest of you, if you have a question, reach out to Team at the Pet Buzz. We would love to help you with your pet questions. Dr. Fleck, it's time for our next guest. Could you introduce her? Yes, I can. Veterinarian Dr. Tina Wismer, the medical director of the ASPCA's Poison Control Hotline, and an adjunct professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana is joining us on the show today to discuss holiday dangers. Dr. Wismer, welcome back to the Pet Buzz. Thank you. It feels like she never leaves sometimes, doesn't it? It's like she's always in this box somewhere. and We just pull her out on the shelf or bring her down when and, we have and, to. And it's exciting, too, because people that view us get to see a different person every time. Uh, exactly. A different. Yeah, that's that's a nice way to put it. OK, Dr. Tina. Why is it a good idea to talk about holiday dangers now, weeks before the holiday? It's all about planning and prevention, right? We don't want our animals to get injured or poisoned. And as we said, prevention is worth a pound of cure. You know, it's funny when I was thinking about this particular segment, you know, Chris, Christmas is it's all the planning up to, like Dr. Tina said, whereas Thanksgiving that just passed, it's really just one day, you know, like they all show up the night before or that on that same day. And then when the food's all done, you know, it's all eaten by Friday afternoon. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but then you start right that next day planning for Christmas, whether it's shopping or whether it's setting up that tree. Right, Dr. Fleck? It is. It is. And now, I've got some comments to make about GI tract problems post-holiday, too, when we move along here. Okay. Well, let's see what our next question is. It's from me. Mm -hmm. Okay, probably because it's the Jewish question. Dr. Tina, Hanukkah is just around the corner. Highlight some of the dangers that are associated with the Jewish holiday. So when I think of Hanukkah, I think of candles, right? Lighting the menorah. So open flames, definitely dangerous. Cattails, dogs knocking them over. You know, we don't want to set our pets on fire and certainly don't want to set our houses on fire. Absolutely. We also love the lights on the Christmas tree, on the house, the windows, as well as any blow up decorations in our yards. Are you having a moment where you think of how you used to do that when your kids were little? I clearly am. <laughs> Yes, it was it was very difficult to do it. It took a lot of work, but it was really enjoyable to look at. But Dr. Tina, any ideas about how to safeguard our pets and any wild animals from the lights and the electrical cords? 
So it's the cords that are most dangerous, right? Rabbits, cats, dogs, sometimes they like to chew on them and they certainly can get electrocuted. Um, fortunately, they make these tubes that you can run your wires through to protect that from happening. Also, especially your indoor lights, you know, unplug them when you're not home and not able to supervise. Okay, we're going to take a commercial break and return with Dr. Tina Wismer from the ASPCA talking about holiday dangers and tell me something good. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Here at the Pet Buzz, we are urban, suburban, and and country. Well, we're back with Dr. Tina Wismer discussing holiday pet dangers. Dr. Fleck, I know you're bursting in anticipation (laughs) to ask Dr. Tina a question. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love the holidays because of food. So review Hanukkah and Christmas foods that are particularly problematic for our pets. So when we think about foods and Hanukkah, right, we may be thinking about brisket and gravy and latkes, it's not so much the potatoes or the beef, it's actually the fats that we serve along with it, right? It's the gravy, it's the sour cream. And, you know, a little bit is okay, but a lot certainly can cause vomiting, diarrhea, and a risk of pancreatitis. I'm salivating right now. I know, so am I. I can hear, I can actually hear that oil in the pan as I'm frying up the latkes <laughs> after I made the homemade applesauce with seven different kind of apples and I have the dollop all ready to go <laughs> of the sour cream hitting the latka. I'm so sorry. Obviously, you could tell we're like food foodies, foodies, sick foodies. Mm. <laughs> go ahead, Dr. Fleck. You had a comment about. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting. I think there's a new trend. I think they are listening to you. And listening to most veterinarians when they talk about preparation for the holiday food, what I'm seeing in practice, and I know my colleagues are too, it's like the week after. They're disciplined to take care of everything on the holidays, but I probably see three or four GI tract issues because of undisciplined pet parents with the food a week later. They go back to the habits of, oh, I didn't give them anything at Thanksgiving. So here's a little bit now. But don't you think that's more guilt and there's leftover food they want to get rid of? See, that's the way I think. No, it's not the leftover food. Based on your irresponsible clients. Yes, that's what it is. Many of which I've met. Yeah. Especially 
I can think of one fat beagle. Oh, well, there's probably more than one. Well, that one, you know, the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. 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 It's German cookies, too. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But don't you think that, Tina? Don't you think it could be because people are trying to get their leftover food? Certainly, I think that's part of it, right? You know, the week after you set out the food on the counter, you know, you make sandwiches, you have your little buffet because you want to finish everything. And yeah, the dog jumps up there and eats the rest of the turkey or the rest of the ham. Well, well, and the, then the, people, people feel guilty too, okay? okay? Because they've eaten too much. So now they're going to take the dog out and they're going to do walks, which they don't do on a regular basis. And of course, they're going to walk in a park or so, or maybe even to the dog park. That's when they get sick. And so that's when I'm seeing them now. That's great. We got to wrap it up. I got one last question for you. This time of the year, it's dark. It's cold. There's snow in some locales across the country, especially where they eat that four bean salad. (laughs) How can we safeguard our pets? So since it's dark, you want reflective collars or light up coats and collars um, so that you don't get hit by cars. And also, if there's been snow and they've put out salt, make sure to rinse the paws or put on boots before you take them outside. Great advice. Well, Dr. Wismer, thank you again for coming and sharing your expertise with us. And if we run into problems over the holidays, how can we reach out to the ASPCA and you? So if you have, uh, if you have non-emergent questions, you can go to the website, ASPCA.org. If you do have an emergency and your veterinarian is unavailable, you can give us a call at 888-426-4435. Great. Well, just to remind you and you, Dr. Fleck, that was Dr. Tina Wismer. She's on our advisory board and she was visiting with us to remind us to have safe and pet-friendly Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa holidays. More of the pet buzz to come. Stay tuned. Well, the holidays are a perfect time to think about traditions. Many pet owners can very easily establish traditions with their cats, dogs, and other pets. So let's start with number one, include your pet in the annual holiday photo. Pets are members of the family. Include them in the family annual photos for Christmas cards. Number two, hang a pet advent calendar. Hang a pet advent calendar. Count the days down in anticipation of Christmas. Make sure your calendar has a large enough door, boxes, or flaps in which you can insert a small gift, such as a treat, or a small toy each day. Three, provide your pet with seasonal accessories. You know, if you decorate your house to reflect the holiday spirit, celebrate the season with pet holiday accessories. Give Fido or Felix seasonal beds, toys, collars, leashes, harnesses, bandanas, and more. Four, hang pet stockings. When it comes time to hanging your stockings, make sure not to leave out your finned, feather, or furry family members. Buy a personalized or themed pet stocking for your nice pets. And I'm not thinking of the naughty ones. Well, number five, take your dog to a holiday pet event. Many communities have holiday pet parades and bazaars, which benefit local pet charities. Revel in the day, visit the vendors, shop for pet gifts, and enjoy being part of the pet community. During most of these events, there are costume contests, which in most cases you can participate for free or for a small fee. 
What about decorating a pet themed tree? According to Jamie Warner, the director of the American Christmas Tree Association, Christmas trees play the most important part of the holiday season. In recent years, having more than one holiday tree is the trend. So why not decorate a tree in your home with lovely pet themed ornaments? Bronner's located in Frankenmuth, Michigan, has a variety of pet ornaments. Order a personalized pet ornament for your pet or a remembrance ornament for a pet that has crossed over to Rainbow Bridge this year. Make sure the presents on the tree are wrapped in pet themed paper too. Number seven, schedule an appointment for pet picks with Santa. Santa loves pets too. Dogs, cats, ferrets, and even llamas enjoy having their picture taken with Santa. You know, Pet Picks with Santa are scheduled at special hours, usually in the evening. Dress your pet in his best holiday apparel and or accessories for that ultimate Christmas shot. Eight, sponsor a pet. Perhaps you can't adopt a pet this holiday season, but you want to make a difference in a pet's life. Many animal shelters throughout the country need money to care for particular dogs, cats, or horses whose health problems create special challenges. Send a monetary donation to help pets in need. Nine, have your pet send a holiday card. Make a list of your cat or dog special two-legged and four-legged friends and have him or her send them a special holiday card. Have him sign with a paw print signature. You know, one of the best things about the holidays are our holiday traditions. And like News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. The holidays are a perfect time to think about traditions. Many Pet owners can easily establish traditions with their dogs, cats, and other pets. So, for example, include your pet in the annual photo. Uh, pets are members of the family. Include them in the family's annual photo for Christmas cards. Hang a pet advent calendar. Hang a pet advent calendar to count the down days in anticipation of Christmas. Make sure your calendar has a large enough door boxes or flaps in which you can insert a small gift, such as a treat and a small toy each day. Number three, provide your pet with seasonal accessories. So if you decorate your house to reflect the holiday spirit, celebrate the season with pet holiday accessories. Give Fido or Felix seasonal pet beds, toys, collars, leashes, harnesses, bandanas, and more. And four, Hang pet stockings. When it comes time to hanging your stockings, make sure not to leave out your finned, feather, or furry family members. Buy a personalized or themed pet stocking for your nice pets. Not the naughty ones, but the nice ones. Okay. Well, Dr. Fleck, did you hear the chimes? The holiday chimes. Is it that time already? It's that time already. But before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Next week, we're talking about holiday pet movies and the best pet gifts. Can you give special thanks to our guest, Dr. Flynn? Special thanks to our guests, Marjorie Good and Dr. Tina Wismer. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And of course, Dr. Marty's natural blend, biologically balanced nutrition. If you have any questions, write to us at team at the petbuzz.com. 
We'll cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. But most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out, pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. You'd never knowingly feed your pup mystery meat or spoiled grocery store food. So why are those some of the most common protein sources in kibble today? Yep, the dog food ingredient, meat meal, can be made of spoiled supermarket meat and packing plant scraps. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet similar to what they would eat in the wild. That's why I developed Nature's Blend, a freeze-dried raw food made with premium cuts of meat, omega-3 rich seeds, and superfood veggies and fruit. Bailey is 12 years old. He has been on your food for nine bags now. Nature's Blend is pantry safe and has zero artificial preservatives, additives, filler, or meat meal. He's got more energy, able to run around and play when our grandson comes. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I can't thank you enough. He's 12 and I'm enjoying every day with them. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text stop to opt out.